Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 79. I feel like we've been talking about boundaries a lot recently, and we're going to talk about them again today. Don't go anywhere, though. We're going to dive a bit deeper into why your boundaries may not be as effective as you want them to be or feel that they should be. So this is a big one. Even if you've listened to every other episode on boundaries, you're going to want to hear this one. There's something I hear really often from people discussing boundaries, whether it be a client, family member, friend, or even the people sitting at the table across from me in a restaurant. I hear the same mistake over and over and over again, and it really makes me cringe and breaks my heart because I'm hearing people that are trying so hard to establish boundaries and they are having zero success And I so badly want to help everyone realize why it's not working so that you don't have to keep being frustrated with it, having it backfire on you, or any number of other problems, okay? So we're going to start by discussing, first of all, really clearly what isn't a boundary. And to take that even one step further, what isn't communicating clearly a boundary? All right, so I'm going to give you some examples of things that I've heard. And let's be honest, things that in the past I have used as well in an attempt to establish boundaries. If you have ever been in a disagreement with somebody where you're discussing your boundaries, or you're maybe lamenting to a friend or family member about trying to set up boundaries, or possibly even having the conversation with yourself, because you know we all do it, we all go over the interaction we just had and, and we're thinking about it. If you ever are finding yourself saying, oh, I told them they don't get to do this to me, or this is the last time they're going to treat me like this, or they have to stop doing this to me. I told them, if you have ever done that, that's not establishing a boundary. I'm just going to let you know that up front. We're going to give that first gut punch right here. That's not establishing a boundary. And any version of this, I told you, you don't get to treat me like this. Stop treating me this way. I can't be in this relationship if you don't start listening to me. None of these are boundaries. And I'm sure like I used to be, like so many other individuals, you probably have used verbiage like this in an attempt to establish a boundary or let somebody know that you have a boundary and it has not gone well, mostly because they don't respect it or their behavior doesn't change. And so let's get into what is being communicated when you use language like this. When you say words such as, I don't like when you treat me like this, we're sharing information We're saying exactly that. I don't like when you treat me like this. And let's be honest, they can do with that whatever they wish. And really, they're not going to take that too seriously if you keep staying and continue to let them treat you like that. I mean, yeah, your words are saying, I don't like being treated like this, but you stick around to get treated like this. It doesn't even have to be narcissistic or sadistic 
for somebody to think that way, there's just no real reason for them to take you that seriously. Now, what if you say something like, I can't stay in this relationship if you continue to lie to me? All right, you've let them know. I can't stay if you continue to treat me like this. But are you staying? Yes. So therefore, you can actually stay if they continue to treat you like this. You see how you're sending two messages? And which one are they going to take more seriously? Your actions. Your actions are saying, I can stay if you keep treating me like this. What about, I told him it's his last chance. Great. And what action did you take to ensure there wouldn't be another one? You see, by default, when we say this is your last chance, we're giving them one more chance to screw up, which means they get to do whatever it is to us one more time. Now, I want to be really clear. It takes some bravery to speak up and say these things. And it does take some growth to get to a place where you will tell somebody, you don't get to treat me like this. You don't get to talk to me like this. There had to have been some growth for you to get there. And that can be celebrated. I also want you to understand why that's not working. So for a minute, let's pretend you're on the other side of this. Your partner, your parent, your business partner, they are saying to you, you don't get to treat me like this. It's heated argument. They're mad. They're saying, you don't get to treat me like this. It's probably not that hard of a stretch to imagine yourself thinking, you're being just as nasty as you're saying I'm being. You started this in the first place. You're the reason we're having an argument. And in that moment of justification, whatever they're trying to ask of you is completely lost. Now imagine they say to you, I cannot continue to interact with you if you're going to keep acting like this. Middle of a fight, they say something like that, and you hear it. And then what happens? You two work it out. You both calm down. It's resolved-ish. Now you're sitting on the couch watching TV or going into your next meeting, whatever the case may be. It's gone. It's forgotten. They said it in the heat of the moment. It's not registering as, I need to take massive action to address this boundary they just put in place with me. Do you see what I'm getting at here? These are not boundaries. These are merely statements with nothing making them solid and real, tangible, actionable realities. So if you've been trying to establish boundaries and you've been using this type of language and your boundaries are not being respected, do not feel securely in place, now you hopefully understand why that is. So let's talk about what to do instead to put a boundary in place. Now, we've talked before about silent agreements. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. This is where that becomes really important. If your boundary is, you do not get to talk to me like this, then what that should sound like is, if you continue to use that tone with me, I will be removing myself from this room. And then when they continue to talk to you like that, you do not reiterate your point or get louder. You remove yourself from the room. If your boundary is, I cannot continue to be in a relationship with somebody who treats me this way, then the way that that would sound is, I will not be in a relationship with somebody who treats me this way. We're done. We need to now discuss how to end this relationship. And then you remove yourself from the relationship. If your boundary is, I'm not going to keep lending you money, then the way that that sounds is, 
I am not lending you money anymore. If you ask me, the answer will be no. And then if they ask, do not give them money. There has to be action attached to the boundary. One of the benefits to immediately taking action to establish a boundary is it's like throwing a bucket of cold water onto the situation. They have to acknowledge it because the trajectory of what's transpiring between the two of you has now completely changed course. And even more importantly than that, the boundary isn't you don't get to do XYZ to me. The boundary is I will leave if. I will not answer the phone if. I will not allow you into my house if. It's a you action, not a them action. Let me say that one more time. It is a you action, not a them action. This isn't you don't get to. This is I am going to if. Very different. One you have control over, the other you don't. And the only thing you need to be concerned with is the areas where you have control. Now, someone said to me the other day, this is easy for me to say, but it's really hard to do. So let's talk about that for a moment. It does feel really hard to do this. Let's just acknowledge that for a moment. This feels really hard. It feels a lot easier to say, you can't or you have to, and then wait and see what they do with that. It feels much harder to say, I'm going to take an action and then follow through and take that action. Okay? No one is saying it doesn't feel hard. I do want you to notice, though, that what I said was feels hard. I'm going to drop some truth on you. It isn't all that hard. Now, if you are in a actually abusive relationship, that changes the dynamic of this a little bit. The abusive partner can get more dangerous when you're trying to separate and stand up for yourself. So that is a completely different situation and takes different tactics. If that is your situation, please let's talk. There are other steps you can take. Do not suddenly go standing up to your abuser. These are for your other relationships. These are for relationships that are unhealthy. Maybe the other person feels mean or manipulative. Maybe they can be mean and ugly, but you're safe. This is not actually an abusive situation, okay? I just want to put that in there so that nobody gets confused on this. Okay, so as I was saying, this is not actually hard. Let me walk you through this. Somebody's yelling at you. You say, I'm not going to stay in this room if I'm going to be yelled at like that. That's not any harder to say than you don't get to keep yelling at me. Can we agree? Now, if they keep yelling at you and now you're yelling back trying to defend yourself, is that really easier than just saying, nope, I'm done and turning around and walking out of the room? Think about that for a moment. It might feel hard, and I am not discounting that. I have been there. Absolutely, it feels hard. What I want you to understand and appreciate, it actually feels a lot better when it's all said and done, when you've walked away and gone and found your peace and removed yourself from getting yelled at. Now imagine you're walking away, they're shouting things at your back. Okay, that sucks. And if you were still there defending yourself, they would just be yelling things at your face. That doesn't really change, except in one, you actually have control. And they're going to stop because you're going to make them stop because you're choosing to leave. 
Let's look at another example. Somebody wants you to lend them money. You've lent them tons of money up to this point and they have paid nothing back. It is hard to tell them you don't get to keep borrowing money from me and then handing over money you can't afford to not have knowing you're not going to get it back. That's hard. It might also feel hard to say no. I'm not lending you any more money because maybe they're going to get mad and maybe they're going to insult you. But those are just words and you can walk away and this way you still have your money. They get to be mad. That can't hurt you. And if they're throwing insults at you like you're selfish, you're so mean, how could you just let me go hungry? I want you to remember you didn't do this to them. They are trying to be manipulative and control you to get what they want out of you. You don't have to give in to that. So you see how it feels hard, but the end result feels so much better. I could go on and on with the examples, but I hope that just from these two, you can kind of understand how this would relate across the board that yes, it feels hard. It feels uncomfortable when they get madder at you or insult you or call you names because you're finally standing up for yourself. That can feel hard to stand your ground. I'm not saying any of that's not true. I do want you to keep in mind when they get like that, They are trying to manipulate you so they can keep using you. They're not telling the truth. And you will feel much better when you have your money, your personal space, your freedom, your sense of peace, your sense of safety, all of those things. So your challenge this week is if you find yourself having a disagreement with somebody and you've already tried to put a boundary in place and now you're realizing that you did that incorrectly, or you need to put a new boundary in place because you two have not had this discussion yet, I want you to take a moment to get your words as clear as possible so that your message gets across and then be prepared to take your action. If you know this is something you struggle with, prepare in advance how you need to express the boundary and what action you will take in the event that this arises for you again. So remember, it's not a you can't, you should, you have to statement. It's a I. I will remove myself if. I'm done if. I'm saying no. I action statement. And then take the action if they continue to follow through with the behavior you want them to stop. And let me just add this. The vast majority of people were not taught as children how to have a disagreement. And for the vast majority of us, our parents did not healthily demonstrate that. So it is hard to think of these words this way. This does not come naturally. And it is perfectly acceptable in the middle of a heated argument to say, I'm going to take a moment so I can find the right words. And then take a deep breath and run a little algorithm in your head to shift it from a you statement to an I statement of what it is you need to say to them. I'll leave you with a bit of hope here. The vast majority of humans, unhealthy coping mechanisms, communication styles or not, do typically learn to respond fairly well to this type of boundary setting. This is not confusing. There is a clear consequence. They don't have the power. So their only option is respect the boundary or they don't get to interact with you. There is no option of continue to be rude or disrespectful or mean. That's off the table. 
And so most people will choose to be respectful in order to be able to continue to interact with you. And if not, the boundary just needs to be further out. And that's okay. We've talked about that, right? You put that boundary where you need it. So try communicating your boundaries this way and take the action to back them up and see if that doesn't make a huge difference in whether or not those around you are respecting your boundaries. If you feel like where your self-esteem is at right now won't allow you to communicate in this way or take that type of action, it might be a really good idea for you and I to have a one-on-one talk. You get one free session with me. So if this is where you want to use it, get yourself scheduled. Thanks for being here this week. I will talk to you next time. Bye.